0: hello and welcome to this week's therapy for me and it's been a bit of a strange week in terms of the fact that I haven't really noticed much uh, I've been kind of involved in two or three narratives that have been running through the week and it it's meant that I haven't I don't seem to have done some of the stuff that I would normally have done I mean actually that's wrong because I've done lots of stuff I went to the football on uh went to Sheffield to football on Tuesday night I did football training on Monday night I popped out to the um, the open evening at the high school on Thursday so I've done things but somehow the world doesn't seem to have hit me in the way that it normally hits me um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go through the week in a different way than I would normally go through it um, and see if this works it might not this might be a one-off that just doesn't hang together so I'll ask for forgiveness now and I'll probably ask for forgiveness at the end but we'll we'll see how we get on. Uh, And as always, we'll kick off with a bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. The Chancellor and the Prime Minister uh, start the week with a U-turn. And the 45 pence rate of income tax that they want to abolish is so toxic um, with the, well, with everybody, actually, because it's toxic with the Tory party, and it's certainly toxic with the country. It's so toxic um, that they are forced, after a bit of a, a backlash, led by Michael Gove, actually, um, who kicks off the whole debate on the Sunday talk shows, um, that they are forced into abolishing the, the policy. Um a lot of the Red Wall MPs will have been back to their home constituencies and realised that actually going round to people who are being absolutely strangled in a cost of living crisis and seeing their uh, ability to spend being reduced in real terms by maybe 5 10 15% don't think the idea of giving uh, more money back to people who are on £150,000 or more is a good idea. Uh, who knew? Um, so that's the start of the week for Quasi and Liz. Um, and the Kamakwasi budget is starting to unravel um, a little bit. Um, I'm starting the week with a, a problem. I'm starting the week, I'm in the middle of organising a um, an event, a face-to-face event in Birmingham in a couple of weeks time for the members of the Trade Association that I work for. So I work for the Trade Association three days a week and we we try and do at least one face-to-face event a year. It's in Birmingham in, in a few weeks time. We've got roughly 100 people coming. Uh, and I still need to secure a keynote speaker. It's about the last thing in terms of the agenda I've got to do. The challenge for the trade body at the moment is that we're very much in build phase. We're, we're rebuilding the trade body, and we're and we're educating the industry on what a, a trade body actually is supposed to do. Because the organization's not really behaved in the way a modern trade association would work like for quite a while. So it's quite a big shift around to get people to actually understand what what good looks like. Um, one of the ways you can do this is when you put on an event, you put on an absolutely fantastic event with really, really good content and. The, you know the kind of thing that blows people away, but at this point in time, there's a limit to what I can charge for tickets. So, what I haven't got is a lot of budget. The event needs to at least wash his face and. Um, when you take the costs of the venue and everything off, there isn't a lot of money left to to pay for content. But I've got a little bit of budget to pay for a keynote speaker. So I'm looking for somebody who is going to come and do me 45 minutes to an hour um, on some, I, th- I think, on the topic of kind of turbocharging your team. So getting the best out of your team uh, and really creating the environment where you, your team su- can succeed um, is the kind of thing I'm looking for. Um, but but I, I have no idea where to start. It's not a space I know a lot of people in, so I reach out. I reach out to in two directions. I reach out to the BRC, who are the British Retail Consortium, uh, and to Lucy, who runs their training department, um, just to see if she knows anybody that's impressed her over the years that would come and, 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 and just come and be brilliant. And I reach out to the Independent Retailers Confederation, which is a group of trade associations, just to see who in that group has had anybody good and who could they recommend. Um, and the response is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Lucy comes back. We have a long chat. She comes up with a few names. And another Lucy uh, from the Footwear Association comes back and she comes up with some names as well. So I'm feeling a little bit more positive. I've got some things to, to go at. Um, late on in the evening, uh, I get a message to say that the junior football group, league groups, um, have changed. They've moved a few teams up and down because of the results in the first few games of the season. So consequently, it changes the makeup of, of some of the divisions and they re-send out the fixtures. Now, I thought I got two home games this weekend. Nice and easy to organise. Not a lot of stress because junior football can take up quite a lot of time. Uh, not a lot of stress. As it then turns out, I've got two away games. So I go to bed at, at sort of um, you know half past ten, quarter to eleven, uh, on Monday night, and the and the the message has just come through that the groups have changed. So just as I wearily take myself up off up the stairs, I think to myself, right. One of the things I've now got to do tomorrow is start thinking about two away games because both the games for the uh, for the under tens have moved. Tuesday. Well, it's open warfare at the Tory party conference in Birmingham. Uh, the U-turn yesterday by uh, Liz and Quasi hasn't really achieved what they thought it would achieve. Uh, they've got no kudos necessarily for making that decision, even though they're going along with a line of we've listened and we've reacted. Nobody's really giving them anything for that because most people saw this one coming from the moon. Um, they're actually trying to do a, a, a 45 pence uh, tax cut um, in a cost of living crisis to most people was unpalatable uh, and and was so obvious. Uh, even though uh, the Prime Minister and the Chancellor couldn't see it. So they're getting no real um, kind of kudos for that. And actually, the, the conference itself is turning into open season. Everybody, but everybody is uh, having a go at each other, and all the Cabinet are breaking ranks. Penny Morden comes out um, today and says that, um, that, because there's talk about benefit um Not keeping up with inflation, so there's talk that when they do the benefit review in April, that it might not be index-linked, even though pensions are index-linked with the triple lock. So um, she's come out and said she doesn't think that's a good idea. She doesn't think that actually, when you're talking about some of the most vulnerable in society, that you can actually um, effectively give them less money, because in most instances they are they are we're on uh, substance uh, kind of kind of you know levels anyway so she's come out and and, and said that uh, and that started a backlash of cabinet ministers who are effectively breaking create, uh, collective responsibility so that that's going on um, and on top of that, Suella Braverman, the deeply, deeply, deeply likeable Su- uh, Suella Braverman, uh, who I can imagine the only person in the country that thinks she's great is Priti Patel, because Priti Patel is now starting to look vaguely human, um, comes out and essentially says to a telegraph panel uh, on in a fringe event that she would love to see a telegraph cover saying that she'd filled a plane and sent a whole load of people to Rwanda. That's her aim. That's her, you know, if it was possible to make her dream come true, if it was possible to fulfil her bucket list, then her, her her dream would be getting a whole load of uh, immigrants or potential uh, immigrants um, onto planes and ship them off to Rwanda. Um, And that's our home secretary. That's all we need to know about what's going on in the home office at the moment. That's what their plan for the future is. Um, I spoke to a speaker, spoke to a speaker uh, and had a great chat. Uh, with a speaker having had uh, as I said a really good response uh, and he was fantastic he would he would uh, be a general chat about retail he would be really interesting about the development of city centers and uh, town centers and, and and small towns it wasn't exactly what I was going for but it would be really interesting I watched a couple of his video clips absolutely fantastic we had a great chat got on really well got on really well and then we got we arrived at the subject of money and we were worlds apart uh, and I did my very, very best to sell the event. I did my best, um, you know, to, to twist his arm. You know, he could have made the day, and we were just so far short. And it was a, a bit of a crushing blow as to where where I am with what I want to achieve, and where I am realistically with with what I've got available to me. But you park it, you park it. You know, you take you take this. Guy's details. The guy was called Howard. You take his details. You park it. You think right. At some point in time, we might work together. What you know? That's a good contact. Okay, it's been a bit of a disappointing day in that respect, but we'll 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 see how we get on. Um, and I've heard nothing from the two teams that I'm due to play football against this weekend. So uh, it's been a bit fluid with the fixtures changing. But when it's away games, you kind of. You kind of want to get them sorted as soon as you can. I've sent a message out to the parents and I've got a rough idea who's available. Everybody now knows you're playing away, but I've not had anything as yet to do with the fixtures. So we'll we'll see how we get on tomorrow. Wednesday. It appears to be getting worse in Birmingham. Uh, open season has clearly been declared at the Tory party conference because everybody is having a go at everybody else. Um, Suella Braverman, uh, came out and said that she thought the, there was, there'd been a coup, uh, that Michael Gove and Grant Shapps had orchestrated a move to get rid of the 45%, um, tax ban change. Uh, and that was nothing short of a, of a coup. And actually that policy was a great policy and should have stayed in place. Uh, Simon Clark, the leveling up secretary, um, agreed with her. Uh, saying that he thought it was a great policy and it should never have been U-turned on. Which is interesting, uh, that the levelling up secretary thinks that actually giving more money to those who are the most well-off is a good way to achieve his particular departmental aims. Um, Somewhat confusing. Uh, Kemba Badenoch came out and said that she thought talk of a coup um, was, was the wrong language to use which was uh, inflammatory and uh, sort of divisive, uh, which is well it's true I would guess but it's it's rare you would get such a such a, a strong and basic statement out of her, and around the rest of the conference there's literally hardly anybody there and the only MPs that have gone along have gone along um, to um, to make mischief. Uh, there doesn't appear to be an enormous amount of unity, but there does appear to be a rush for everybody who wants to create division to get in and have their say. And people are tweeting left, right, and centre their opinions on various things. So not a good, not a good place for Liz Truss to appear and do her first speech. Um, she comes out to an M People tune uh, and people straight away are all over social media saying they don't like the idea of this um, government using their music and they don't want their music to be a backdrop to lies. Um, so that's not a good start. Um, and we get a 25 minute relatively robotic Liz Truss uh, performance. But there is one notable one notable thing in there, which I'm going to come back to. So we have one notable hook in there, one notable refrain. Uh, she seems to like the word pie quite a lot. Uh, and she does that weird thing with her hands, which I don't quite get my head around. Um, they kind of like it in the hall. They think it's slightly better. Um, they think it's you know maybe, maybe as good as could be expected, maybe a little bit better. But the markets don't seem to like it. The mar- markets take a, a bit of a slump on the back of what she's said. I've spoken to another speaker. Spoken to another speaker. uh, Had a great conversation uh, with a guy in Manchester called Damien, Absolutely great. uh, Has done a lot of work in the sports field. Would be perfect. Um, We get on really, really well. Have a little chat about football. uh, Chat about a few other things, um, and we get round to the nitty gritty of doing business. And he could make himself available on the day, and yet we hit the same financial brick wall um in terms of what he normally charges versus what I've got as a budget we are we are oceans apart um and so it's another great conversation it's another half an hour of me selling the organization and selling what we're trying to do and and getting all that buy-in and then just getting to a point where you're just so far off you can't you know, you can't even make any progress. So um, another set of details kept. Another nice person I've met. Somebody who I really think I could do something with moving forward. It's just a case of where we are at the moment. And we we regroup and we move on. Um, both football matches uh, have been sorted. Uh, for the junior football for the weekend, which is great. Uh, except it isn't in one respect. Good in one respect, one respect. Uh, a very solid um, kick-off on Sunday morning uh, in Bradford, 10 o'clock. A um, load of the guys who are going to the game want to come back and watch Huddersfield Town play. Probably just about make it. So, yep, solid. It's not. It would have been better at home, easier for us at home. But, um, but it's not to be. And 10 o'clock away is kind of okay. The other game, the other game... Um, they would like to play on Saturday. Not the end of the world, but we don't play many Saturday games. At 1.30 in the afternoon. I've never been asked to play a junior football match at 1:30 on a Saturday afternoon. Any of you uh, any of those of you who are parents will realize that is a ridiculous time for a kids activity. It completely throws the day and it's it's not the kind of thing that you would want. So I went back to my group to say one thirty on Saturday afternoon and instantly I'm struggling for people who are available because Everybody's got stuff organised. So junior football, which is normally sorted by by Monday and then we forget about it to the weekend, is rumbling through Wednesday because as it stands, one game's kind of OK and for the other game I haven't got a team. Oh, and did I mention that the 1.30 kick-off's 55 minutes away uh, by car, um, which means that you're going to drive, or people are going to drive 55 minutes, for a 50-minute game of football and drive 55 minutes back on a Saturday afternoon. So we'll leave about 12... And we'll get back about somewhere between half three and quarter to four. Uh, And this is under 10s football. Don't get me started. Thursday. So the Tory party conference has finished and we've learnt a number of things. And one thing I kind of missed yesterday really, didn't really strike, but it struck me because it's everywhere this morning. Um, She can't connect. Um, and she can't talk and she can't inspire. But we knew that we kind of knew that anyway. Uh, discipline has completely broken down and they, it's been a horror show of a conference uh, for the Tories. They think they've kind of got away with it. Uh, the rest of the country's just been looking at them, wondering what the hell's going on. The headlines have been awful. All week uh, and, and it's not been a good start certainly there is no honeymoon and there is no bounce they still remain depending on the polls anything between 20 and 30 odd points behind Labour so it's not been a good week in, in in that respect the bit I missed out on um, was the, the creation of a new culture war um, there's, there's a new rallying cry and that is anti-growth if you're not on the side of the current government and you're not on the side of their growth plan which basically means you know, abolishing 45 pence tax rate and getting rid of bankers' bonuses and fracking, um, then you're anti-growth. And there was a whole list of people who were anti-growth, and it's so easy to be thrown into that particular group. Podcasters were were called out as anti-growth. Uh, so I'm clearly anti-growth. I mean, I think I fit in a number of character, categories of being anti-growth. And I'm not quite sure what anti-growth actually means. Um because I have a podcast business which I clearly would like to grow and I work for an organisation that's clearly wanting to grow. So I'm working in two commercial entities but I'm anti-growth by the very fact that I talk into a microphone and by the fact that in a lot of instances my views would be, would be classed as woke. Um, and I like the BBC so that clearly makes me anti-growth and I don't think we should sell off Channel 4 so that makes me anti-growth and I don't think we should frack, that makes me anti-growth and I feel that we should chase down renewable energy because it's cheaper and that makes me anti-growth and and, and the list the list goes on but it's already being employed it's already being used and people are um and people are trying to put this argument of anti-growth tory MPs are putting out uh, tweets saying would you rather be you know for growth or anti-growth and i'd rather be for growth the the problem with it is um, because it's clearly designed as a wedge issue, and we haven't had a wedge issue for a while. We've not had a wedge issue since Brexit, and nothing's stuck to the extent that people would want it to stick. So this is the one they hope is going to stick, and it's not going to work. This this one really isn't going to work. Um, but this is this is the rallying cry. This is what they've gone with. That they, they are that they, they're a third, fourth, fifth class uh, attempt at a populist government. Um, but the interesting thing is that people like. People like me are now embracing anti-growth, and that's the problem with it. We will embrace, because it's so nonsensical. We're going to embrace it and say, "Yeah, I, I'll, I'm anti-growth." I, I mean, I listened to a radio interview yesterday where uh, a councillor in uh, in Hull, um, or in, in certainly in that part of East Riding, they've they've the council, which is Tory-led, have voted no to fracking, so they're not going to give their consent to fracking in their area, and essentially now they're anti-growth. That conservative council is now anti-growth, but they're not going to worry about things like that. They're just going to turn around and say, "Well, the anti-growth things are nonsense," which is what this guy said. And so, you know, I don't quite know where it's going to go, but we're going to have fun with anti-growth for a while. Um, football-wise, junior football-wise, one of the games that was being organised, I'm no, I'm nearly there for a team in one of the matches, but one of the games that's been organised, they have tried to move. So the 10 o'clock kickoff on Sunday, which was the reasonable one, I had notification today that they'd like to move that kick-off time to 11 o'clock. And I threw a hissy fit uh, and just went back. It was a minor hissy fit, really. But I just went back and said, look, you can't do it. You can't change things at this short notice. We're playing on Sunday. You know, it's Thursday, you want me to go back and try and move people again. I've already moved, I've asked people for three different times now. I will be asking people for a third different time for a football match. Junior football should not be this complicated. Uh, And I'm up to six um, players for my other match, so I need one more player and I can actually just about play the ridiculous 1.30 kick-off on on Saturday. Um, I spoke to a lovely... Lovely, lovely lady called Linda this morning, uh, who was, uh, was it this morning, this afternoon, this afternoon, actually. And she's a speaker. She worked for the 2012 Olympics. Uh, she's in customer service. She's got some great experiences of work, working with Virgin Atlantic and working for the London Olympics. She would be perfect. She would come. She would do her things. She'd be inspirational. She'd be absolutely great and she, and fantastic. And I, I chatted to her and I explained my issue about money. And she said, do you know what? Having worked out that she was a Charlotte Athletic fan, and we both we both had Sheffield United and Charlotte Athletic stories that we shared, she said, "I'll do it. I'll do it. I, I, I know you. I can see your problem. I can feel your pain. I'll, I'll I'll I can work with your amount of money. Just just throw a couple of decent gin and tonics on top, and I'll come and do it for you." And it was like, "I can't believe it. I've solved it. I've got I've got the caliber of person that I want." And I've and I've after a week of of literally selling what I do and going with everything, every bit of charm, every bit of anything I can put into this to try and get somebody to feel sorry for me. Linda has 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 said she'll do it. Except she's in Bahrain on the date, so she can't do it. And I was gutted. And to be fair, so so was she actually she was gutted as well. Um and I was so close. I was so close. But tomorrow's a different day. <laughs> And the hits just keep on coming for the Tories. Um, They've sacked... Or suspended trade secretary Connor Burns after uh, an allegation of gross misconduct. Nobody really knows what that is. He's a, he's a former Boris favourite, and I don't think there was much love lost between him and the Covent government. But they found a reason to get rid of him, and we're going to wait and see uh, what that that means in real terms. Is this a political decision? In which case, it's probably way for thin. Or is there a real charge at the bottom of this? In which case, they will try and be, you know, looking like they're very decisive on matters of sleaze but the fact of the matter is that we've got another matter of sleaze and the details will come out over the next few days. Um, We've got threats or fears that there'll be blackouts over the winter. Um, We've got a situation where the government doesn't want to share information with the general public about um, saving energy and and ways and and tips and what have you and ways of of saving energy over the winter which will be... um, you would have thought would be a sensible thing to do and is being done all the way across Europe. Um, Suella Braverman's risking um, a huge rift um, with um, Liz Truss because in her desire to put everybody she can uh, or take everybody she can from a boat and put them on a plane, that's running against the fact that a big part of the growth plan was actually bringing in immigrants to fill jobs. So it's just it's just an ongoing car crash. There's there's, there's everything on all fronts and I think what we said about Liz Truss at the beginning was if everything goes her way she stands half a chance but she's not going to cope because the the, the experience just isn't there. This is, this is a cabinet that is going to be found wanting in the same way the Johnson cabinet was found wanting and there's nobody at the helm that's really got what it needs to take. Plus whatever direction you try and move to now, the fact of the matter is you're inextricably linked with what went before. So we'll be interested to see what happens happens there. Um, A football game moved again today for junior football. The 10 o'clock that was nearly an 11 o'clock away kick-off for one of the teams in Bradford has now moved to a home game um, because they couldn't actually fulfil the 10 o'clock slot that they said and offered at the start of the week. So after my little hissy fit, that's now moved to a home game and bizarrely, that could have been organised by me on Sunday, um, because ultimately that's where the fixture started out at the first place. So how bizarre. But I have got seven for my 130 jaunt uh, over to the other side of Bradford. So um, that game will go ahead. I don't know how well we will do. It's not my strongest side and it's nice to have at least one substitute if you can um, just to give kids a rest and rotate them and this that and the other. So that'll be a bit of a challenge. We'll go, we'll play. We probably won't get the best of results but we'll get the fixture out of out of the way and hopefully i don't have to contend with another saturday afternoon fixture and by the way even as i say in it i realize these are first world problems but at the end of the day if you've worked in any kind of volunteering thing and you've worked in any kind of uh, arrangement with juniors you realize that these kind of things just just don't land well when you're trying to organize you know eight ten kids to to go along um but i'll finish the week on a high i found a speaker Uh, On the back of the conversation with Linda, I spoke to another chap who has worked for uh, John Lewis for a lot of years and then done various bits of consultancy and what have you. Uh, And we had a chat, got on absolutely fine. He's done a lot of work with Linda. Um, They got on very well. He'll offer a very, very interesting uh, speech again about uh, personality of your business and about uh, getting your team to buy into uh, the direction of travel and what you, you know, it it is important that you understand what what your business is, what how you can identify your business, how you can describe it. And in doing that, you get a deeper understanding of where you're trying to get to, and that helps you with all manner of decisions moving forward. So I think I watched a couple of these video clips, I think it'd be absolutely great. We got over the thorny topic of, of cash and um and he's available and he took a little bit of pity on us. Um because he's a drummer. So, you know, if you play the music card and you tell people what it is you're trying to achieve in an industry that's quite cool, you you get somebody who very kindly comes and, and helps you out and he's come and he's helped us out and that's, that was a great way to finish the week. Now, I appreciate this has been a, a different kind of episode this week um, and it's been very self-indulgent uh, and I apologise. I suppose a podcast where only I talk for 20 to 25 minutes about me is self-indulgent so maybe no more self-indulgent than normal but it has a little bit it's been a little bit self-indulgent and I apologize for sounding a, a, a little bit diva-esque about junior football uh, and I know there's a lot there is a lot of other stuff going on in the background um, that's that's been truly terrifying this week um, but it it's this is this is this has kind of been my week. When I thought back on my week, this was my week. And the rest of it, I'll probably, will probably settle in over the weekend. and I'll think about some of the other things that are going on over the weekend. Um, but they haven't touched the sides in quite the way I thought they would this week. Uh, and there's not been a distraction. I've not watched anything particularly, or I've not. You know, I listened to the Wintown Marshalls album. That's that's what I did. I listened to the, Mar- the new Wintown Marshalls album, which I'll put a link to. I listened to, I got a credit in. Uh, got, um, Ian Sloan, who plays in the Winter Marshals, or, or did play in the Winter Marshals. Um, uh, we got Jason and I from the 942 podcast got a credit and I listened to it when it came and I, and I wasn't really concentrated and I listened to it and it sounded great but it but I didn't hook onto it and I've listened to it again today twice and it really landed and it's a fantastic fantastic album and it's very reminiscent of, uh, of bands like Wilco and Whiskeytown who I really really like so I'll put a I'll put a, a Spotify link down to the album it really really is exceptional and Ian it is a just a fantastic job uh, that that's been done with that and thank you very very much for the credit because not only does it mean so much to be shouted out given a credit in an album but to be given a credit in an album that's as good as that one is is that that really is an honor so uh, thanks for that and i'm going to finish on that before i end up at nearly 30 minutes and who knew i'd do this this week because i kind of didn't know how i'd fill 10 um i hope you're all well uh, i hope you have a good weekend stay safe i shall be at various bits of junior football over the weekend as you expect uh and now no Uh, And I'll talk to you next week. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.